The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, February 5th, 2022. Hey, nice ash. What does that even mean? Thanks. Does a good ash improve a cigar at all? And if so, why? Ashes to ashes today on The Cigar Authority. And dust to dust. There we go. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and catch the podcast on demand at any time, or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. So Barry, wearing his Red Sox hat, first off. Yeah, I guess you guys were able to see into the future (laughs) 10 years ago. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) 10 years later, here he is wearing, sitting next to us, wearing a Red Sox hat, as promised. It took a while, but it ended up happening. You do reviews, Barry, on cigars all the time, and you mention Ash. Does it play any role in how it would score? Because we also do the same thing for Cigar Journal Magazine, where it asks us all kinds of questions about the Ash. Does it play any scoring role? Uh, subconsciously, maybe. Like, if I'm constantly wearing Ash, it might put me right. uh, bad mood and it might sway at a point or whatever it doesn't make you think but geez i'm a slob i should it doesn't really affect them consciously and i do hear people even say in the cigar lounge hey that ash is really nice (laughs) (laughs) and it's because i've been working out no (laughs) (laughs) it's the weirdest thing of why that would play any role to it but we look at it right if the ash is very flaky to a certain degree, to Barry's point, I don't agree with him 100% or anything. No. Uh, but if, if there's a flake to the ash, I feel like I'm, I'm being robbed in some way. It's not, it, doesn't have, it doesn't present well. I agree 100% with Barry. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. The thing that uh, doesn't factor in at all is the color. They always ask us the color of the ash. Right. I don't care. Yeah. No, but the color does play into the tobacco, and I'll, I won't get too much into it in case it, Dave has that. Hey, nice white ash. You know, it's <laughs> does that matter? Um, I, I smoked a cigar earlier today uh, somebody gave me, and it was the most ugly cigar. No band on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want you to try the cigar and um, trying to figure out what it was, and it wasn't particularly a good-looking cigar, but a very tasty cigar. Sure. So even looking at the cigar wrapper itself, the tastiest ones, Broadleaf, for instance. Yeah. Broadleaf is a delicious-tasting tobacco. It looks terrible. Oh, yeah. Always, right? The now, old, old toppers. Yes. I would rather have, and I'm sure you'll get into it, I would rather have a cigar that has uh, completely white ash as opposed to a black ash. Because you're racist. No. 
That's not why. See, and I'd rather have a darker ash because it means there's certain chemical compositions within the tobacco that will change which the, the chemical co- compositions that are in which, the tobacco which would be change. deliver a white ash, not a black no, ash. No, something with more magnesium will have a darker ash. I go by taste. I, I don't think it plays much of a role, but we're going to dig into mm-hmm. it today for sure. And today we're going to a- actually smoke one cigar the whole show. <sighs> what kind of noise is that? <laughs> That's a 70 ring gauge noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's the noise Ed Sullivan, every time he has to smoke a 70 ring gauge. That's the noise that he <sighs> makes. Well, he's off camera. At least he'll start this way. He'll start this way, but... He'll probably not be at the finish line. I know for a fact he has a backup over there. Oh, and yeah. It is, and really? it is by Perdomo, so he's not cheating. All right. What do we have, Barry? Today's first cigar is the Perdomo Inmenso, which is manufactured in Nicaragua by Perdomo Cigars. The size that we're lighting up is a 6x70, and it Woo-hoo. features a Nicaraguan Maduro <laughs> wrapper over Cuban seed Nicaraguan binders and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package and single set you back seven sixty nine, while a box of sixteen is just one oh seven ninety nine, which comes out to six seventy five per cigar. That's a savings of over fifteen dollars or twelve percent off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. And yes, this does make my fingers look thin. <laughs> Literally nobody was wondering that. Yes, they were. Now, I, yes, they were. I'm having a problem with the app on MeWe. Is anyone else having an issue? When I go to load it, it crashes. No. You have I, to you have to go into your settings and clear the cache. Okay. Or yeah. just give me all your cash. Right. I'll clear it. So I had the same issue when I updated the MeWe app. It was auto-updated, and I had to clear the cache, and now it works perfectly. All right. I will do that. There you have it. All right, so uh, we're going to probably have a little issue cutting this cigar, but it is time to cut the cigar, and the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And you had no problem. Well, we lost your cutter after all this time. I don't know where your cutter went. But well, you had your own cutter in your I pocket. I cutter in my pocket. You got backups. If you have an issue with yours, you're welcome to use mine. I don't slobber on mine. I am using the Jaws cutter, and it just is not, the ring gauge cannot do it. So we'll use Jaws, and this is plenty big enough, huh? You yeah. went with a straight cut, too? Yep, straight cut. <laughs> okay. Straight cut, homie. Uh, it looks like you found an appropriate lighter for, for lighting that beast. I'm so glad you didn't pick a single jet for this. <laughs> really? Six inches by seven you know, ring gauge. The two people who don't have anything to do with picking the lighter do the most bitching. I pick the lighter that I want to pick, and then yeah. you just have to light your cigar with it and prove that the single jets can work on a 70. But we're doing a four jet today. Good. This four banger is called the Intimidator by Vertigo, featuring... Four jets, a color-changing flame. Oh, pretty. It has a massive tank. It is patented, and it is big-ass. Easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of $29.99. That is the Intimidator by Vertigo. This is the appropriate lighter is right, Barry. This is the exact one. Red flame. Well, on a day like today where the sun is shining so bright and it's bouncing off the nice coating of ice we got overnight, 
uh, makes it a little difficult to see the flame unless you got the color changing flame. Figure about a half hour from this, we'll have it toasted and ready to go. It's big. This is part of the Sky Authority care package. So you guys are smoking along with us. It doesn't even seem that big. Oh, please. You're crazy. It doesn't even seem that big. I've had bigger in my mouth. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, just, yeah. Wow, so I got both Barry and Ed to be quiet on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I have nothing to say. And right away, we have a white ash. Well, there's a reason for that. Yes, there is. Because all that. Perdomo flies drones over his fields, and he infrared scans them, and then sends dudes out with backpacks to put the exact nutrients in 10 by 10 coordinates in the field so that the entire field has the same makeup as far as the minerals to fuel those tobacco plants. It's uncomfortable in my mouth. It's too yeah. big. Now, how about this in a torpedo? And then I wouldn't have to have right this in my in, in my mouth. But um, was Nick Perdomo's birthday yesterday? Is there any way to talk about one of his cigars, saying that it's too big? I don't know if I've ever seen Nick Perdomo smoke one of these. I don't know. Maybe, maybe mm. he does. I've never seen it. He's opened up his humidor. I haven't seen him in his. You humidor know what? I've even. never seen Nick Perdomo do. I've never once, and I've known this man for roughly 15 years, I've never once seen him smoke a Connecticut. Ah. He always is smoking a Sungrown or a Maduro. And I have theories on this. Really? Huh. Okay. Okay. Was this the first large ring gauge cigar? Was this the first 70 ring gauge cigar? I think it was. Mm. I think this was the first one ever, way ahead of its time. The story of this goes back 20 years ago Wow! when the cigar came out. And I remember it came out, and I thought it was ridiculous then. I still think it's ridiculous now, but I know it sells well now, where it didn't sell all that much when it came. We were just ahead of his game. If you remember, um, maybe Ed remembers the cigar on the shelves. You guys mm -hmm. might not. But there was a picture of a woman yeah. smoking the cigar <laughs> with this big cigar in her mouth, and her name is Helda, and she worked at the Partagas factory in Cuba, and when you go to Cuba, you'll see lots of pictures of her smoking mm -hmm. cigars. I think she's passed away uh, years ago. Yeah, she looked pretty old at the time. Yeah, do you have a picture of her? I don't. Really? Did you send me yeah. one? Yeah. Maybe I'll dig through it. All right, it if you see. dig through it later, but yeah, it's a C picture here in your show notes, and that's when a picture of Helda will come up, but that's okay. Mm. Um where this is all the rage, and you're going to hear this in a couple weeks from now when I go to my predictions episode, um, this is the cause of the shortage of filler tobacco, these big ring-gauge cigars. They take up, you know, you look at a 50 and a 70, you say, okay, it's 40% more. It's, it's actually way more than that, uh, how it comes out um, mathematically. There's a lot of tobacco. And as you're smoking a cigar, if you can try to not knock the, the ash off, um, somewhat a longest ash contest can go on here today. Um, but that it doesn't have to be. But So there'll be three piles of ash at the end of the show instead of just one. And because we're going to talk about deep, get deep into the ash, we can see what's going on with the ash. We're going to stick cigar. our finger in the ash at all? We may feel the ash. Finger it? Mm -hmm. Just... 
No, not on the cigar. No, it's hot. Okay. But we may uh, feel the ash later on. Um, Give it a little squeeze like the Charmin. Do you think this big ring gauge cigar thing is going to continue? It's, it certainly continued longer than I thought it was going to. I, I think that the uh, the Gordo is here to stay as a size, for sure. I don't know about 70 ring gauges, but I think the Gordo is definitely here to stay. I mean, look at Asylum. They put out as a joke the 11 by 90 April Fool cigar, and there was so much demand for it, they had to go and make it. Right. They had to really do it. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I think it's here to stay. So, we haven't done the longest ash contest. We used to do it in the store every year. Uh the store still do that? Is, is that something that nah, happens now? Nah, we do the blind taste testing, but not longest ash. Yeah, we used to do it all the time, and we'd have a big turnout of people that would end up doing it, see how long the ash is. Do we think that that has, being able to have a long ash, again, does that have a positive thing to your scoring system, Barry? No. <coughs> no. I don't think positively it affects it one way or another. You've now said the exact opposite things. <coughs> Negatively, Just, subconsciously, well, it might take it, but I expect the, the ash to be perfect. So I'm not going to um, – construction. it's tied into construction. So if the ash is perfect, it's doing what it's supposed to do. If it's flaky and falling apart, burning holes in my shirt, yeah, that's going to that's gonna affect my m- mindset. But you would think that a 40 ring gauge – is going to have a better chance to hold the ash and stay together as opposed to a 70 ring gauge. I mean, what's the chances of... I think the 70 will do more justice. Yeah, it's a heavier ash, but I think there's more tobacco to hold together. Do you see people smoking these cigars? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I like them. I actually, I like it. I like the way it tastes. I love the draw. Dave, do you see... Old women like this one on the screen. There smoking? she is. That's Hilda. For those that are watching, either on Facebook or YouTube, YouTube or Odyssey, Odyssey. Um, you can see the original box of what this was twenty years ago. And it went. It, it, it was around for a few years. Um, you know, had it, it, it. I think they were boxes of ten at the time too. And there were two sizes and uh, immenso and immensoer. Menso and a Menso 2? Yeah, possibly. it says 2 right on the box. Yeah, Menso and a Menso 2. And then went away for a long, long time. And then maybe, it's only about two years ago, uh, they brought this back. And I think it was the time to bring it back because it was popular again. I bet it's more popular than it ever was. I'm sure. Even though there's competition to, to it also. Um, but I think that it will go away. I've seen you see the fads come and go. Um, torpedoes, for instance, at one time was the biggest thing. Everybody wanted the torpedo of everything, and Perdomo of, of all brands, big torpedo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of goes away. His torpedoes still turn. I don't think it turns like. He tells me his number one is actually Churchill, which doesn't make any sense either. But hmm. his Toro, which is called Epicure, Epicure, Epicure. is the biggest selling one for us. Yep. Um, torpedo, it's great, but it doesn't go, and it doesn't go. Is there any brand that their Torpedo is the biggest selling? Biggest, no, but uh, 
there's a there's a handful uh, bandolero the torpedo sells out first yeah and back in the day remember hoya de nicaragua had that uh Bellicoso in the in the Grand Console on the on the Antonio. Yes, I think that was the biggest seller for the Antonio line for a while, but it's so far and few between that you could say a Bellicoso is a top seller. So when it comes to Gordos, is is Gordo? This is what a Gordo is, right? With sixty ring gauge or above, above right? Right. Um, would anybody? And you can't say Asylum because <laughs> that's the whole line right. of what it is, or, or Lunatic. <laughs> is there any? brand that has lots of sizes and their gordo would be the biggest selling size inch is another one by mm-hmm. uh ep carrillo um which is all big ring gauge cigars but you know you, you take padrone for instance they make a 60 ring gauge mm-hmm. it's not at all their biggest seller. seven thousand moves that moves lfd no no seven thousand no, drone from the core line okay i think series. i think seven thousand might be it's a toss-up man seven thousand and Three thousand, uh, five thousand. I mean, uh, uh, would be a toss-up for me as to really? which one sells out the quickest. Uh, how about LFD? The, um, the digger is something we can't keep can't, in stock, right? But isn't there seven thousand or seven hundred DL seven DL seven hundred? Yeah, that's one of the bigger movers. Is, is that a sixty ring game? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> so that is one of their bigger movers. Yep, on their line. Uh, maybe Kristoff too. Christoph, the sixty ring gauge is definitely the bet the best seller. Yeah, I'm leaning towards that. This fad is winding down. I hope so. <laughs> Why? Well, what did, what difference does it make? Don't smoke it if you don't like it. Well, unfortunately, today we have to. It's your job, it. but and, and not for nothing. It's a flavorful, very tasty cigar. Just don't like the size. So, in order to get this flavor, it has to be this size. This doesn't taste like regular so, Perdomo. And I'm sure, and I'm sure this is blended very different than his other mm-hmm. cigars. Would this be something that an Amenso, as a regular Toro size, the Amenso Toro? I think to get this depth of flavor, you've got to have all these leaves of tobacco in there. I don't know if you could pull it off. The one that comes to mind is um, JFR's. Um, is it lunatic? lunatic? Lunatic. That they have a regular size. Yeah, the regular size smokes everything else. Literally. It's a great cigar. Yeah. Yet in the big size, I don't want to smoke it. People do. The big size though, the because there's so few players in the 70 ring gauge and up space, that guy gets sick of smoking. He may get his box of asylum and he wants to try something else. He's got six choices. In the whole store at 70 ring gauge and up. This is one of them. Now, price becomes a big factor in that because this is seven, eight dollars. Yeah. This might be the best priced one. You want to get an asylum at eleven dollars? Yeah. Again, those guys buy them by the box, but how do you not try this for seven or eight bucks? How well is it going? It's it's moving. Yeah. Sixteen count boxes. I mean, it's everything about it's right. Yeah. Except the size, to me. No, I think the size is great. I'm going to add this into my regular rotation. How about if it was a torpedo? Nope. Nope. I'm going to like it just like this. I, I managed not to try it for a decade. This is the first one. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, first one for me as well. No, as soon as it wow. came in, so I had to light good. it up. this is good. This is the first time you have it. Me too. I, I had to try it. As soon it. as it came in. Only because I remember the old one. I'm like, okay, right. is this any different? And it is different because, as I recall, and I had 
a couple of old ones left over. I actually was looking through my humidor to find one. I, I, I thought I still have one left, which was actually a little yellow band that was on it before they put uh, Helga on the band also later on. Um, as I recall, that cigar was very light in mm. flavor, where this is a lot of flavor. The thing, your premise about this causing the filler tobacco shortage, we're not out of Perdomo. No, no. Right. There's no him, shortage with him. With him, right. All right, so... He can make a 90 ring gauge if he wants, and he's, he's okay. He's got plenty of tobacco. Till he doesn't. <laughs> if they got really popular, right? I think he's okay. How's your ash? Phenomenal. I mean, zero flake, very firm. It's compact. It's keeping the ember hot, which is great. The cigar's not going out in any way. And I have to say, for a 70 ring gauge, I was expecting more of a uh, run than I'm getting. It's not the most even burn I've ever seen in my life. But, but it's, it's acceptable. It's, this catching, it's catching itself up, which a good cigar should do. I mean, we, we both know people that would touch this up. It's maybe off, what, an eighth of an inch from, yeah, I'm from not, its worst point I'm to intentionally its not point. touching it up to see if it mm-hmm. does what it's supposed to do, which I'm sure it will. Which we know in a, in a longest ash contest, you're not allowed to. Correct. Yes. So we're going to do a longest ash contest? Yeah. All right. Our listeners can join in with us. Yes. Yeah, take a picture of your Perdomo Immenso with your long ash and use the hashtag long ash TCA. And everybody cleans up their own ash at the end, Barry. <laughs> no, that's what we now, have people for. You can't see Ed Sullivan off the screen. We can. And Ed Sullivan smokes a certain way different than, than us. <laughs> yeah. He usually has a cigar in, in his, his lips. No. Right. He uses not his lips. But not this one. <laughs> I'd have to do lip exercises. You right. Know. I got it. This is a heavy cigar. Yeah. That's he's heavy. usually hanging down like this, but. Not with this. No. No, mine's going more slowly than yours. You are smoking slower than all of us. We're, I'm a little behind uh, Jonathan. Barry's in second. I'm in third. You're way back in fourth. Um, we're going to smoke this for two hours. All right. Huh. We'll Try. get two hours out of it. We're 23 minutes in. Yeah, we're 23 minutes in. <laughs> we're uh, maybe an inch and a half, an inch and a half times four or six, so we should be burning our fingers by the end of the show. All right. With, with the ash still connected to it. If we're lucky. <laughs> if we're lucky. All right. Uh, you, you like the flavor? You like the taste? You're getting flavor notes? What do you got? There's a little bit of leather, a little coffee bean, subtle uh, subtle mocha to it. If you were to take very dark chocolate, I'm talking like 50% dark chocolate, and coat an espresso bean with it that's been roasted well beyond second crack. That's what you got going on here. It's not, it's not super sweet, but it is mocha, which is chocolate and coffee combined. I like what it tastes like a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't like the size. What can would this cigar taste like as a regular size cigar? I don't think it would be as good. You're removing flavor. Components it does not it. taste like. This is the Maduro. It does not taste like the tenth anniversary. It does not taste like uh, the twentieth. Uh, which I smoked yesterday. doesn't taste like that. This is a totally different thing here. The other thing that I was expecting was uh, presence of ammonia because you're 
to get a cigar this ring gauge, you're going to drop your primings most likely because it is milder than what you'd expect from a Perdomo in, uh, as far as I'm not getting heart palpitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not strength-wise. Flavor's plenty. Plenty of flavor, but I'm putting it at maybe uh, four or five in strength. I was expecting it to be uh, slightly under-fermented, and it's not. There's no ammonia whatsoever. So, Barry, somebody smoking a cigar, they got a long ash. What do they do again? You're going to take a picture on your favorite social media and just include the hashtag Long Ash TCA. And then you can go look and see if and somebody And then I'll go us. look, and uh, I'll share the greatest, uh, biggest ash on our uh, Instagram page. All right. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, hey, nice ash. What does that even mean? Uh, does the good ash improve the cigar at all? Let's learn about the ash when we come back. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. 
You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes. Four sizes, including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Jose Dominguez from Jose Dominguez Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. We're smoking the Perdomo Immenso. It is immense. It is 6 by 70 ring gauge. A ring gauge is 64th of an inch. So this is bigger than an inch mm. across the cigar. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's still burning good. Everything's fine. The combustion fine. line is impeccable. Right. The, the age of the tobacco you can see is there. Um, the little, I don't know about you, but the little bit off that it was, the burn, is actually almost perfect now. It's caught, it's caught up across on mine. It's got plenty more to go. I'm only about a, a little more than an inch into the cigar. We'll see where it goes. But we're talking about the ashes, and ashes reveal a lot about a cigar, some say, but what we do know is it controls the burn of the cigar and it controls the temperature of the cigar. Lots of things are said about cigar ashes, but some are in dispute. So let's give you the top disputed facts about cigar ashes, and you guys can jump in and tell me uh, if you dispute them or you don't. I have a handful of them here. Uh, the longer the ash, the less amount of oxygen reaches the burnt end, which reduces the temperature and cools the smoke. Incorrect. The ash insulates the cherry and keeps the temperature higher. Therefore, you have less relit tobacco because when you go to take a puff on a half-out cherry, you're relighting tobacco and you get a much more bitter, harsh are smoke. Are you relighting tobacco or are you lighting tobacco? You're, you're actually, when, it, when the cherry is mostly out, it's getting hotter and it's relighting the tobacco that has gone out inside that blend. Okay. And that's where you get what most people mistake as heat. And really it's just the, it's a harshness, like an ashtray kind of taste. The ash insulates the cherry, not allows it to burn cooler. Having one inch of ash at the foot of the cigar controls airflow to keep the cigar burning cooler and steadier and ultimately softening the smoke. Ashless cigars, on the other hand, burn too hot and lead to a harsher, stronger smoke. Ashless cigars go out faster, and therefore you are you're you're playing a game with your puffing. So if you're puffing every thirty to forty-five seconds, you're maintaining the ember. If you go to a minute, some of those tobaccos have gone out, and when you take your puff, you are reigniting them, and you haven't 
Wipe why the do ash you think, off. Why do you think they've gone out? Well, at some point, the cigar goes out, right? But it didn't go out. It's but still going now. You at two minutes, the ember's gone, right? At a minute 30, there's still some ember going. The deep, deep inside that ash, there's still an ember going. So you've done it before, I'm sure, where you puff it a few times and you can get the cigar going again. Yeah. Because some of it's gone out. And it tastes like shit when yes. that happens. Because you are relighting the tobacco with that ember. And that's why these are disputed facts. But I have more <laughs> disputed facts. Disputed fact number two. The further the ash burns down the cigar, the higher the temperature of the smoke. The cooler the smoke allows the aromas of the tobacco to develop. Let me say that again, or you got it? I don't know about all that. <laughs> the further the ash goes down the cigar, the higher the temperature of the smoke. The cooler the smoke allows the aroma of the tobacco to develop. Yeah, so as you're, what they're saying is that, although it has nothing to do with the ash, it has to do with the length of the body of the cigar. The quicker the smoke gets into your mouth, the hotter it's going to be. Now, I have never been able to successfully test that, but I have tested the other way with a longer ash with a thermo- uh, infrared thermometer, and the longer the ash, the hotter the cherry. I've tested it. Because it's insulating it. Because it's insulating it. Correct. Makes sense. Makes sense. Dispute of fact number three. The color of the ash is directly associated with the soil growing and fermenting process. White ash is tobacco grown in soil high in potassium and magnesium. Yes. Black ash would be tobacco low in potassium and magnesium from the soil or is damp or overhumidified or under-fermented. So, yeah, I believe all that to be true. So if it was overhumidified, we have a white ash that's on the cigar. If we overhumidified the cigar, the ash would become darker. I've smoked overhumidified cigars before, and I don't recall, because we did it on the show where we had ones yeah. that were 80%. Yeah. I don't recall there being a big difference between, that was actually a Perdomo that we did. That was Bourbon Barrel Age Connecticut Epicure, and I believe the ash was all the same color. Rudy, go back and watch that episode. There we go. Dave, Mario says, if anyone knows what happens deep in the ash, it's Mr. J. There we go. It's about time someone <laughs> recognized. Yeah. Uh, somebody also mentioned on there that they equate the flavor of the cigar to uh, the Perdomo bourbon barrel-aged Maduro mm. with the chocolate notes that are in there. Um, I didn't mention that because I haven't had that in quite a while, so I'm going to have to smoke that after the show and actually see if um, closer flavor it's not, notes. It's not hugely dissimilar I, I, because you do get a lot of chocolate notes out of the bourbon barrel-aged. This is considerably milder in the nicotine level. Well, I know Barry has a uh, something um, you, you've asked uh, the people – in the audience, yeah, I asked. Uh, I did the usual strength check, and uh, I got people's results. And I don't know if you want to chime in before I let you know the strength. It's a little less than medium, a little four. It's a four no, out that's, of that's what I said. Ten. Yeah, eighty-five percent of the people said four or five because they yeah. have to do it in groups of two because there's only four possible answers. Yeah. Uh, but we're in agreement with the chat room. All right. Undisputed fact number four. Firmness of the ash deals directly with the construction. Well-packed cigars produce a firm ash. Underfilled produces crumbly, flaky ashes. Also, short-filled or mixed-filled cigars can produce 
flaky short ashes also can and i say that because double bind is a use sure. a lot of times there's a lot of tricks to the trade when it comes to that but think in terms of i don't know when the last time was that you smoked a padrone but kind of known that when they're box pressing a cigar they're going to use less filler and padrone does not necessarily hold an ash like this that there is a little bit of flake to it and so that kind of lends itself to uh being true and we've all smoked short filled cigars that the ashes <laughs> held on way longer than we ever right. imagined yeah 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 so there are exceptions yeah i i know the trick to end up doing that i mean i've been with manufacturers and they say uh you know i'm th there's this is a um what do they call that cuban sandwich? cuban sandwich this is a cuban sandwich type cigar what do you think and um I'm surprised, and they explained to me, yeah, we double-binded it so that it can stay firm. And the cigars out there, believe me, that are in, on cigar shelves that are short-filled cigars, right. you never believe it that no, it's a Cuban sandwich. I, I've seen you do that before. <coughs> you think it's long-filled from smoking it, then you chop it open, and surprise. Yeah, right, <laughs> and, and there's, a, there's a big company out there uh, with a, a very popular cigar, and it is almost a short-filled cigar. Yeah. Not, you know, very little bit playing with the binder and stuff. Uh, that's some of the things that are done. Uh, disputed fact number five, shape of the ash. Non-organic substance in tobacco don't burn well, causing a deformed ash. Non-organic substances. That's one that I don't smoke a lot of, but I, I, so I, I probably wouldn't have paid attention to that. Yeah. That'll have to stay disputed. How about stem? Now, people look at stems as so negative. You know, every cigar yeah. has some stem part. For sure. It, it gives some, some of the structure. As yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's also important for their strength factor because there's more nutrients closer to the stem. Yeah. More nicotine in the yeah. stems. You, you mentioned Padron. And there's a stem. In all almost all of them. Yeah. If you ever cut a Padron and deform your cutter, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've broken some teeth, not in my mouth, but on the Jaws cutter mm. even. But it's, it's people look at it as a negative thing, and it's not. I mean. No, it's part of cigars. Yeah. It's in there. Uh, disputed fact number six, type of ash. Canoeing ash, one side burns and the other side doesn't produces a canoe shape caused by lajero high priming tobaccos or thick leaves not placed directly in the center of the bunch all right the likelihood of that happening with individuals that are working in pairs and doing the same process between 200 and 400 times a day yeah is very yeah. unlikely most cases are user error when that happens it was lit improperly you didn't take your time and yeah, seal your binder to your wrapper. It's a rarity if that wrapper. ends up happening. It, it has Today, happened. in the year 2022. Yep. Mm -hmm. You go back to oh, the 80s and 90s. Mess. They were a mess. Uh, but I, I think they've all learned the um, importance of what goes in directly in the center. The, the thick tobacco burns slower. Therefore, you better put it in directly in the center. So that, And that's another, I think, slight, mis slightly misunderstood piece is... There isn't a straw of Lajero inside the middle of the cigar. They book the tobacco with some low priming, some high priming, and some mid priming stacked on top of each other 
to be able to boost the, the combustion of that Lajero, when you look inside of uh, the end of a cigar that has high primings in it, you'll see that it swirls, and some of that swirl will get to, close to the outside of the, the wrapper, and it still burns perfect because that tobacco has been booked together. Yeah. With, with the exception of when they're rolling into bar. Correct. Causing the little straws. The, in that case, you would have, you would have straws. Okay. Uh, disputed fact number seven, tunneling. Tunneling ash inside burns faster than the outside, causing a cone. Another rolling problem or blending where low priming is put in the center of the bunch or poor ferment, uh, fermenting on the binder leaf, mm-hmm. which or, I've been on the receiving end of. There's a problem with the binder, and that's what ended up happening. That but you know, you rush the binder. You notice that. Across the entire box, every single cigar is performing the same way. Well, there's an issue. Yeah, that that would even worse than a box. It'd be the whole production that came in and say, "Oh my sure. God, um, look, there was an issue with a firecracker that was made by a manufacturer as a limited release firecracker that we had before." And the manufacturer said, "I'm not ready to put the firecracker out yet." Uh, I'm going to take the cellophane all off them and let them dry because the binder was too wet and was a three-month process yep. of doing it. They didn't want their name on it. The thing was going to burn improperly, and you got to give thumbs up to somebody that goes goes that far as opposed to, hey, it's a one-off thing, just <coughs> let it go, of nope, it, it, can't, it can't go out like that because it was the first time making a product like that, and the binder just was, was too wet. And it, it's not... Oh, let me let it dry out for a day. It is months. Correct. It's a three-month process for that that to end up happening. Um, Grainy ashes. We haven't knocked the ash off yet, but when we do, we can now feel the ash. And one of the ways I would detect a Cuban cigar was actually feel the ash. Yep. That somebody would say... Uh, is this a Cuban cigar? Well, I'm really to know I'm going to have to smoke it. I look at the band, you look at the box, you look at the thing. Now let me smoke it. Oh, you want a free cigar? I don't need a free cigar. Mm. This is one of the way you smoke it. It's okay. Mm. I want to feel the ash uh, after it. And Cuban tobacco has grainy ash. It almost feels like little pebbles mm. inside the ash. Where Dominican tobacco, for instance, is powdery, very very, very silky, powdery. Mm-hmm. yeah, very powdery. Dave, the producer doesn't do long ash because it always ends up in the uh, keyboard or yep. on the board. All right, so feel it. I'm surprised you lasted this long, Ed Sullivan. Little really bit of graininess, little to grain, a little bit. Um, so, is a cigar ash good for anything? Um, after the fact, we have cigar ashes at the end. We have more. We have two guys smoke shop than ever. We throw them away. Oh, you can't snort them? I don't know if you can, but. Well, you can. I don't know if you should. That seems like a future episode of Jackass. (laughs) Here we go. Um, This says, yes, cigar ashes contain potassium and calcium, which are common ingredients in plant fertilizer. Chances are that you will be doing some damage, uh, more damage than good, though, uh, to your plants if you're putting ash in the soil. Uh, so uh, short amounts, little amounts, um, but really to say, okay, I'm going to go to my local store and get a bucket of um, ashes and put it on there is um, not good for house plants uh, generally. You end up burning them because you, uh, chemically because you, you 
offset the balance of the soil by overdoing it. We've had people come before and ask, and I say, sure, you want a bucket full? You know, we empty our ashes in buckets so that we don't burn the place down. And <laughs> you ever want a bucket full of ashes anytime, come on, come on by. Uh, but um, according to what I've studied on this, that um, it's more harm than good in most cases. Uh, can you eat the ash? I've done it. My brother and I play ash tag often, and uh, nothing's off limits. So it can go in the drink, goes in the food, and you just got to eat it. Yeah. The answer is yes. Uh, there are some who eat cremated ashes of family members and friends. See, now that's disturbing. <laughs> yeah. While it might sound strange, the tradition of eating human ashes was performed by some ancient cultures as far as cigar ashes. Sure. But they taste like ash. That's the problem. They're, they're less than pleasant. Yeah, yeah. If you put the linen in your mouth before, you know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Yes. You actually hear it before you taste it. <laughs> So that's what I have on the ashes uh, of what I could uh, conduct. But uh, my ash is firm and straight. It's not bending. Uh, Jonathan is now, uh, those listening, smoking the cigar by putting, tilting his head back and keeping the, the cigar vertical, ash vertical uh, which is what usually happens at a longest ash contest that people do that so far our leader is uh jeff adams who started smoking a little bit before the show he got an hour into the ash he had the ash oh my went he had the ash kissing the band so that was quick what a mess he reached the band with his ash he reached the band with the ash i'm not even close i'm gone I did not go vertically, and I was going to say to Jonathan, I was just ready to say to him, well, I'm smoking it like a man would, but uh, I'm out. So You got a mess on your hands. I do. What a mess. And before I get too close to the band, I'm taking my band off now while I still have some structure to the ash, because you always end up with a little shaky, shaky that happens. Danger, danger. And I don't want that. Well, while you're doing that, uh, it is time. I'm being very careful. Oh. I'm a big fan of being careful. All right, be careful. Mm-hmm. But it's right now it's time to ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Don Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's Everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And uh, this week's question was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Frank writes, gentlemen, including Mr. J. My cigar smoking has definitely dropped lately living in the Windy City. But whenever I get the chance to go to my local shop and enjoy a cigar, I try to make the time. I always buy a few to support the shop and always end up bringing more and more home. I've had multiple smaller humidors throughout my life, but recently it started to overflow and I'm seriously considering a cabinet humidor. Wise choice. The only concern with that is I don't want to buy crap. I'm asking for your wealth of knowledge to see what is the best cabinet humidor that I could invest in. I know I'll be buying the Cigar Oasis for humidification since you all rave about it. It's great. Uh, I just have no idea of the humidor. Thank you for the plethora of information you've given the cigar community. You all stay safe. 
and stay healthy. P.S. Sorry, y'all had the mediocre food of Chicago. Next time you guys come here, I'll show you the spots from a true Chicagoan. That's what we have to do. <laughs> um, so I, I bought the Chinese cabinet humidor. You know, uh, they, the, the wood is fake. It's not um, the best quality at all. It seals, it holds it. Um, but the only person I know that really got the real deal is Ed Sullivan. Yes. It's uh, made of quilted maple with ebony inlay. And you've had it many, many years. 20 plus, 25 maybe, yeah. And it's perfect, right? Perfect. It was big money at the time, but um, it lasts. Now, so, so where do you go for something like that? Can't even think of the guy's name. He was building custom humidors, so you go back and forth with him and design your own humidor. Right. And, so yeah. you one of one, one right. of one. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, something to be said about the humidor that you have. Yeah. You have the upgraded version, which has the friction closers at the top, the bottom, the locking mechanism in the center, and then the older style did. The, the door would warp in the center between the closer at the top and the locking mechanism. So you'd have two warps, and you could fix it with weather stripping, but they improved that design by putting nickel cadmium, blah, 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 how do you say that word? Cadmium battery uh, magnets <laughs> inside the door that stops the warping. And that's that's one thing to look for specifically is that if it has the magnets, it's the upgraded what is, what is it called? Is there a name for that humidor we have? It really doesn't have a name. 2,000. Is, it holds 2,000 yeah. cigars. but It's the two something 2,000. Uh, and when you're talking about a furniture piece, don't skimp on the cost. I mean, you buy something from Ikea, you don't expect it to last. Right. You have something custom built, yes. you expect it to become a heirloom piece. Right. Ed's is going to be around. It's already 20 years. Yeah. Spend it's, the money. It's going to outlast me by that a one's fair the, margin. That one's in the will for me, right? Do you want that? Yeah, yeah, I want that. All right. And, and honestly, I have two of those wall cabinet 2000s, whatever, which go, we carry them. They're $1,000? Roughly, yeah. Yeah, roughly $1,000 for it. And it is not a heirloom piece by any means. Mm -hmm. The locking mechanism broke. I had to work on that after maybe four or five years, open and close and locking it. It starts wearing off. And then, you you know, you got to take care of this thing and, and mess with it and play around with it and... Uh, unscrew um loosen up the screws a little bit as warping is going sure. on again i um you know now that they've improved things good even since yours which was upgraded they've made the door frame itself thicker because it is a glass panel in the front so they've upgraded and use real wood stock for the uh the door so you get much less warping that way yeah as much as i love it and i was the guy with seven humidors uh, filled, and once I made the the change, it was the best thing I ever did. I should have done it sooner. Um, it still is not a oh my god, this is a, a great piece of furniture. It does what it does, uh, and I just have to mess with it every every once in a while. Having the right Oasis machine in there that mm -hmm. certainly helps, as opposed to. Uh, cheapening out at that point um, I keep a digital humidifier inside there also it comes on the top of it if you've ever seen these cabinet things with the round the analog, the analog, analog it's ridiculous and mm -hmm. it never worked yep. um, 
stop putting it in. It's ridiculous. Um, maybe it looks cool that it has a thing and just make it say 70 and, <laughs> and leave it there because that never worked. Um, but the humidor itself uh, seals. It's, you know, I got to maybe look at it um, every 30 days or so and see if it's blinking, telling me I need to add water, um, especially now in the wintertime yep. here in New England, mm-hmm. very dry because of, um, you know, we have the heat going on in, in the houses and stuff. Um but uh, awesome product. I, I met with the, with the people uh, actually last week when I was at the trade show because we've been waiting on uh, back-ordered mm. for probably six months right now. At least. Um, the containers that used to cost a few thousand dollars, mm. now uh, $25,000, $30,000 mm. for the same container. Um, honestly, when we sell these things, we don't make money off selling it for $1,000. Um, we're doing it because hopefully the guy buys a lot of cigars. Yep. Somebody buys a humidor that holds 2,000 cigars. We can make money off the cigars because how much are you going to mark this thing up? And they said the same thing to us that, you know, here I am going there and saying, what if I buy 10 or something, any deal? It's a trade show that's going on. And they go, we don't make any money on it. And I go, wow, we don't make any money on it either. <laughs> Nobody makes money uh, on that product. So there's no beating people up on it. There's nothing in it for anybody, but it's good for, for your store, for you, for your house the way to go. What I love about it is you can expand your collection however you need to. Yours is jam-packed in your office with closed boxes stuffed in there, but I know I've got a customer that likes his on display, so each shelf has two boxes. They're open. Yeah, you could have you can 10 have it boxes and it looks great. Because the Oasis is, is actually oversized for that space, so it, it can handle... You don't have to go 50% full. And there's actually a picture of my humidor up oh, there. Oh, look at that. So that's quilted maple. The legs are actually made from billets of ebony. So you got to take a big chunk of ebony and then cut the curve into it. All right. But this particular one is set up with four drawers for singles okay. that you can um, you know, move around all the dividers and all that. These two bottom drawers are for boxes. You can fit, you know, probably dozen boxes in each drawer. And then this little skirt at the bottom is where the mechanicals are. So that comes out and that's got active humidification that has blower and circulates. All right. so very nice piece of work. And what do you think you paid 20 years ago? <sighs> Probably $8,000. $8,000 20 years 20 ago. Years mm-hmm. ago yeah. yeah. So if, if you're up for something like that and you find somebody that does that, uh, and it's probably going to cost you 12000 anyway. I would guess. Um, and, you know, again, that's quilted maple, which is not cheap. Ebony's not cheap, so the materials were pretty expensive on this one. Okay. What about a 70-ring-gauge firecracker? <laughs> no. Look at your ashes. Fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> that is a nice ash. You have a nice ash. I do. <laughs> I do. That's impressive right there. You should take a picture before you lose it. I did. Okay. All right. The after show uh, today's topic is uh, coming back from a trade show. Uh, I saw um, room poachers um, basically. um, Suitcasers. 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 Deadbeats. People walking the show floor that are manufacturers and uh, or brand owners doing business. 
in the hallways, suitcasing and uh, or uh, in other people's rooms, and yeah, uh, I got a problem with it, and uh, I have to say it. So I'm going to say it on the after show, and uh, I'm not going to name names. So don't uh, you're one of them. Huh. Uh, maybe you want to rethink it because uh, people know you, what you're doing. Are you eventually going to name names? No, no, no. Hopefully next year I show up at that show and they and they have a booth. And they understood their 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 wrong ways. Um, or I'm I'm crazy and everybody's okay with it except me. I don't know. We'll get to that. But we're uh, just about an hour into the Perdomo Amenso. What do you think? Great flavor. A yeah. very subtle spice coming in, but still getting the coffee notes that are playing back and forth with some dark chocolate. Very good. Dark chocolate coffee. Um, dark chocolate. Candy bar, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's coffee and chocolate. Mm-hmm. There, there we go. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying the cigar and I'm getting used to the ring gauge. So this is a uh, more once enjoyable than I expected. Once it you've be. had something this size in your mouth, it gets easier. <laughs> I'll take your word on that. There we go. Are you still smoking it, Ed? You are still smoking it. I the am surprised. Great on it. It's good. Yeah. He's off camera. I figured he would have tapped out. Oh, really I quick. did too. Yeah, I, I was counting too. on him doing it. Uh, I'll tap out after the first hour. Yeah. All right. Let's go to break, and when we come back, uh, more about ashes and more about immense cigars. Uh, we are live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on the CigarAuthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Certain general warning cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This 
is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the three-peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary... Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. We're smoking Perdomo Amento and talking about your ash, your cigar ash. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Perdomo Amento is what we're smoking. This is a six-inch by 70 ring gauge cigar. It is immense. Can we talk uh, about how you and Barry are losers, or are we, we are, just going to gloss over that because I'm the champion? Barry's out, and I would say Ed Sullivan's out, too, because Ed Sullivan's <laughs> smoking a Perdomo champagne <laughs> off, off the air. I stuck with Perdomo, though. And a thin ring gauge. What yeah. do you got there? This is the Corona. Okay. <laughs> those, things, those things are really good. They pack a wallop for a Corona. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're good. Uh, Can I knock the ash off now that I won, or do I have to keep going with this nonsense? I guess you can do what you want. but I mean, if you end it yourself, that makes you a quitter. Well, it makes the t- what does it make the two of you, inept? It means we that we lost. <laughs> so but, we, but we tried to be, yeah, but we lost. So don't quit. Hate smoking like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won. 
I'm hoping the ash falls on his face. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. It was ready to go. Yeah. What do you got left on there? You got an inch and a half, two two inches, not even. Yeah, I'll switch to another Perdomo after the uh, the break. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're going to smoke this cigar the rest of the show or as much as we possibly can, but um, it, it gets me thinking of why do people smoke these cigars? Uh, do, you, do you really like a 70-ring gauge cigar in your mouth, or is it the value? I think it's that. I think it's the value, like especially in a high-tax state. Don't you feel tougher holding on to this? I mean, this is a meaty stick. Don't you feel like a badass? I don't do you know. think that has anything to do with it? No. What was what was the movie with um, uh, the guy was a lawyer, um, not Al Pacino, the other one, um, hmm. the other one, and he made the deal with the devil. Do people see what I have to deal that was with with Al Pacino, not Al Pacino, uh, wasn't Al Pacino, it was the, the other one, the, De Niro, De Niro, Robert De Niro. <laughs> oh, because those, <laughs> those two balance each other out in the he, universe, and he has a, a big cigar the whole time. In the air, and and he's he just came out of prison and uh, Scarface. No, uh, somebody in our chat room. What is it? Cape, Cape Fear. Fear. Cape Fear is the winner. <laughs> Cape Fear. He smokes that big cigar, and he's a badass. He smokes a, a big thick uh, ring, which happened to not be this cigar. It was a brand called Casablanca. Oh yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. Way back, um, and that's what he was smoking on on there. But, but yeah, it was it was a badass point to what that is. This is the Perdomo Amenso 6x70 ring gauge. It costs $7.69. And it's a two-hour smoke. So value-wise, yeah, it's unbelievable. You can go into a, a cigar shop and like you, I'm sure you do if you listen to the show, you buy a cigar when you're there and you say, well, I don't have all that much money today or something. I don't want to spend a lot of money. You spend $7.69 and no one's going to give you any hard time mm. about staying there for a couple of hours because <laughs> it's, it's, what it's a 6 by 70 yeah. it, it takes that. Is there anything else you can do for $3.50 an hour? I mean, it's, it's mm. really, it's a great value. You can't even get popcorn at the movie theater for that. Right, right. So, uh, speaking of ash, I've been doing the ash holes each week the past four or five weeks, right? Yeah, I've seen you there. Seen me, and, me and Ed <laughs> Sullivan are there. We've been so short-handed, and it just gets worse and worse. There's a serious uh, employment issue going around the, the whole world right now. Uh, anybody, any locals looking for a part-time job, want to put your toes in the water of the cigar industry, give me a call. Uh, we're looking for people, but we're taking one of our uh, employees and giving them a shot this week on the Ashles. John the Man Cunningham uh, is coming on. John Kiltman. Yeah, is he Cunningham. wearing his kilt, or we don't know? It won't show. I said you don't need to wear a t- kilt. But, Do I have uh, to sit next to him? Yeah, probably, right? One way or the other, uh-huh. I would say right. it's going to happen or whatever. But we'll, we'll tap him in, see what he's got. He's excited to do it. He's very excited. Yeah, he's happy to do it. So let's see what John. He loves cigars and uh, wants to be part of he the He loves action. cigars and he loves to talk. So oh, he should talker. fit in just fine. All right. Uh, so let's get to the poll question of the week. And the question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. And this week we asked with you at TPA what attracts our listeners to a new cigar. 
And it was so close, fractions of a point separate three answers. Hmm. And uh, it was, in this order, word of mouth, cigar reviews, and store influence. And it was all within a couple percentage points of each other. Followed by brand loyalty, packaging, uh, social media, and the smallest amount, price. Hmm. I don't believe that. Something about your percentages don't seem to add up. How can you have 60%, 64%, Because you were allowed to answer more than one choice. So of the 320 answers, oh, 68% of the 320 said that, as well as some people pick four things. So it's 68% of the, of the number. I don't, I don't think there'd be a difference of somebody, let's say, getting a $7 cigar and a $12 cigar. The price is going to influence them all that much on for a new, $5. On a new cigar to try? I, yeah. I don't think so. To come back to it a second time, yeah. I think price would have more of a, a weighing point. Yeah, yeah. But I'll smoke everything. You know, case in point, uh, Winston Churchill Limited Edition that came out this Looks week. Looks beautiful. $39, $33 yeah. a cigar. I'll try it. I won't smoke it again. <laughs> yeah. Looks beautiful. Yeah, they have it downstairs. Figurado. Yeah. Sold out. It was good, Sold though, out. right, Barry? It was enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Santa Maria, our buyer, bought me one. So. Oh, that's why you smoked. Well, we, <laughs> we swapped. So the next new thing that comes in, I have to get. It and, just and, happened to fall out. He got the expensive right. buy. And, uh. and, the, and the new bu- uh, inexpensive bundle we have coming in. Is <laughs> yeah. Buff- Monday, Buffalo right? 10. Yeah. Buffalo yeah. 10. Yeah. Here you go, Ed. Uh, Dave, a lot of people in the chat room want to know if there's a work from home opportunity. No. <laughs> okay. And, that, and that's the problem. I know you have those options out there, and we're a retailer, and we don't have those options. So um, I think the, the whole generation is saying, wow, I can come and go as I please, and uh, I can, you know, don't have to get dressed up and don't have to do this and don't have to do that. Well, we don't have to get dressed up. We're all wearing jeans. Yeah. And a staff shirt. It's not. Yeah. You don't have to get that dressed up at we're not, home, no. We're not digging ditches over here. No, but it's it's getting tougher and tougher. Um, so those that are, are on the care package got a little something in the care package last month, which was the coin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the Cigar Authority 2022 coin. And the coin says that um, if you see... The person on the back side, which this year is Perdomo Cigars, if you see Nick Perdomo somewhere and you put your coin down, he can. you've got to take a gamble here at this point. If he has the coin and shows you his coin, then you've got to actually go buy a Perdomo Cigar. But if he doesn't have the coin, then you he has to give you something, which most likely is going to be a cigar. But if he didn't have one, he buys you a drink or whatever's going to happen. And um, it apparently happened. I know Nick... Day one of the trade show mm-hmm. had the coin with him, and nobody came up to him. But on day two, I know Nick G from Fucking Good Coffee even said to me, "Hey, is it cool if I end up doing?" It? I said, "That's the idea of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what do it." And he does it, and he got a free cigar. Boom! Because Nick says, "Oh my God, I left it. I left it up on the on the dresser <laughs> at the, in the hotel room, and that's what it's about." So if you see Nick, if you got one of those coins, uh, he's playing fair. He's doing it. Um, show them, show them your coin and, uh, let the games begin. So, uh, 
What else? Uh, upcoming shows uh, coming up on the Cigar Authority. Uh, next week, uh, I have compiled a list of the top cigar companies in the world. Hmm. I think I have a top 20, and we'll go through each one of those. And top by what metric? Top sales? units of cigars, premium cigars sold. Yeah. So there's lots of information about the, uh, about cigar companies, but those are companies that make machine-made cigars mm -hmm. into the billions and stuff. You got to take that all away. I've made phone calls to manufacturers, read my list out to them. What do you think? Tweaking and moving things around. Uh, it is a educated guess. It's not yeah. exact, but I think I did a good job on it. To me, very interesting. Uh, you're going to be surprised that some hmm. uh, some of these people are bigger than you thought they, they were. I think that's what we get to. Looking forward to the following week after that is the prediction show. Oh, yeah. Uh, people asking me, manufacturers asking me at the trade show, when is it coming up? When is it coming you up? You haven't worn your silly hat in a while. Yeah, maybe I'll wear a silly hat. Yeah. <laughs> these guys do. I got, I got a <laughs> yeah. guy with a Red Sox hat on the end, on the end over here. Um, and then we're going to go to, uh, on the 26th, a very interesting thing of box pressed and a regular cigar, the same cigar. We'll smoke them side by side comparison and see what the difference is of the same cigar once we box press it. And one thing we look into will be the ash because we know in order to box press it, you have to underfill it to end up doing it. Will it hold an ash as, as long as that? And we'll continue, uh, figuring, uh, what's going on with that. So those are, up-and-coming shows on the Cigar Authority. At the same time, I want to tell you um, that the, uh, where is it, the Cigar Authority uh, 12th anniversary weekend, April 1st through 3rd, uh, Friday through Sunday, is going to take effect right here in Salem, New Hampshire. Um, you can go on the CigarAuthority.com on the right-hand side. You'll see uh, how you can purchase the ticket. If you want to be uh, take part in this, it's $399 per person. You get yourself to Salem, New Hampshire, and we take it from there once you're here. Um, we'll tell you what hotel to book at, and uh, we, us four, will be picking you up and taking you around for, for three days, uh, and we'll have uh, a cigar adventure, two cigar breakfasts, a cigar lunch, two cigar dinners. You'll get 14 cigars plus prizes and surprises. And we are going to cut the date off because I have to, the hotel needs deadlines, right. food people need deadlines, all this. February 14th, Valentine's Day is going to be the deadline. Maybe you, you, your wife or your significant other is going to buy you this for Valentine's Day. That'll be the last day uh, right. of it. And whatever we're at, we're at. Because I realize this week we're down to less than two months. Right. So February 14th, which is next Monday, not this coming mm -hmm. Monday, the following Monday. So you, you may hear this one more time next week, and that'll be the last time you hear of it uh, until it happens. And then it's going to be the fear of missing out. You're going to be watching it, and you're going to say, I wish I was there. Um, there are a handful of tickets left. So if you want to do that, um, do it. If not, uh, that's it. As crazy as that is, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from four inches by 44 to the absolutely insane eight inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> <laughs>
In February 2021, the United States Postal Service decided to replace their delivery vehicles. They awarded the contract to a company called Oshkosh to purchase between 50,000 and 160,000 next-generation delivery vehicles. These, they were told, would be a mixed fleet, some battery electric, others using fuel-efficient internal combustion engines with the ability to be converted at a later date. However, they didn't test any of these vehicles. The vehicles delivered were determined to only get 8.6 miles per gallon. (laughs) Attention care pack members, your delivery might be delayed as your postal carrier ran out of gas. There we go. And that's not (laughs) only insane, it's asylum. I'm not surprised. we got the government running running a business in this country. It usually doesn't go well, uh, as it doesn't. So, Mr. Jonathan, your ash fell off. Has the cigar slowed down of combustion, or has it sped up? Uh, it's pretty close to the same. I guess maybe it slowed down a little I bit. I think so. I'm watching it because you were saying it you, went out. Ah, it went out because it was holding the ash. Because the ash was keeping the uh, cherry hot. Because Oz has not gone out. Me and Barry are still mm. lit. Didn't have to relight. You're the first one relighting mm. after you lost the, the official ash. relighting. Is brought to you by. The folks at Vertigo, and I'll be using the Vertigo Intimidator, which features four jets, a color-changing flame, and the patented <laughs> well, Vertigo big-ass tank. We could sell the relight in case the cigar goes out. It <laughs> only happens if the relight happens. You, you think there's no place to, to put another ad in this show? I think not. Well, to be fair, they needed that relight because we didn't have a second cigar today, right? There we go. So there we go. Got their full money's worth. There we go. We've said enough about Perdomo, so he's got his money's <laughs> worth, too. So everybody's happy? Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. So, uh, again, on, on the Perdomo, still the flavor staying the same. It has not, um, to me, it has not changed a lot. I got mm. coffee and chocolate. What uh, I'm going to say is exactly what was described in your Ash Notes as the cigar was starting to go out on me, it's, it turned bitter and acrid, and then I didn't want to say anything, but when I relit it, the flavor is back to 100%. Yeah. So there is something, too, maintaining a little bit of that ash to keep that ember insulated. Yeah, it was great until the ash fell mm-hmm. off, right? Then, And we say that when we do the cigar schools and stuff, you know, don't scrape your ash off everything. You, you tap the bottom of the of the ashtray, the ash falls off, a little bit is still on, and the cigar actually tastes better. When you end up scraping it off, you'll notice, do do a little test to it. You'll notice that the cigar doesn't taste good mm-hmm. all of a sudden. The ash starts packing back on, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it, it does it. So, you know, tap the ash down. Tap that ash. Tap the ash, but don't, don't uh, scrape all that off and say, okay, I just want to have it all cleaned mm-hmm. off good because the flavor ends up uh, going away. Uh, Swiss Miss Chocolate powder, mm. making hot chocolate, delicious. Even yeah. with the marshmallows with, a little with the bit. Little, with the mini marshmallows. Yeah, yeah. Not those, those big ones. No, no, no the, the, the mini hard ones that you pulverize with your yes. fingers. Yes, Swiss yeah. Miss Instant Cocoa warms you up inside. It does, especially <laughs> this time of year here. For, for those anywhere out of the New England area Whoa. today, we, we're scraping ice like you wouldn't believe. I had a solid inch of ice on my windshield this morning. Crazy. Brutal. Can't get my um, review mirror things to move. They're frozen <laughs> solid. Everything's frozen on that vehicle. It's not. It's not good. 
All right, let's take a break. We come back. We have uh, emails to get to, a prize to give away, and more. Stick around. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Drew Estate is about to make someone a whole lot richer. During its latest freestyle live show on the company's Facebook Live page, facebook.com forward slash Drew Estate Cigar, Drew Estate announced that it will be holding a Bitcoin sweepstakes with numerous incredible prizes during upcoming freestyle live events, including a grand prize of one full Bitcoin for a lucky fan to be announced during the February 17th, 2022 edition of Freestyle Live. During each of the company's three upcoming Freestyle Live events, October 15th and November 11th in 2021 and January 20th of 2022, the company will randomly select the names of five people who attend the online show and comment during specific times in each broadcast as potential winners of an assortment of fantastic prizes. The five winners from each of these three shows will create the contestant pool of 15 people eligible to win that grand prize, Bitcoin. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Jose Dominguez Jose Dominguez Jose 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 Dominguez Did you know Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the very best blend for his namesake? Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. Now anyone that's tried one will tell you, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. So next time you light up, make it the best. Make it a Jose Dominguez cigar. Jose Dominguez. 
Jose Dominguez. Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back, and I am smoking the Perdomo Immenso Maduro, and Ed tapped out, Jonathan has finished his cigar, and Barry switched off, uh, but you, you're still on Perdomo. I'm still on Perdomo. I'm doing the uh, 2021, 2020 cigar of the year, the Perdomo 10th Anniversary Maduro. Okay, I've had many, many of those. <clears throat> Any similarities on that? The cold drawer was very similar. Um, I found the Menso to be actually a little bit smoother and more mm-hmm. balanced, where this is uh, has more of a gritty feel to it compared to the Immenso. That is probably a seven, and the Immenso was a five in strength, I would say. Yes. Yeah, uh, okay. Th- and Jonathan, you switched off too? I switched over to the bourbon barrel-aged Maduro uh, because someone had mentioned in the chat room that they thought it was similar. Not dissimilar. You can still get... Perdomo has a very distinct flavor profile, so both cigars are clearly Perdomo. This is a little less chocolate forward. I found that Immenso to be very chocolate forward. Yeah, I would. I would like this in a smaller. This to be in a smaller ring gauge cigar. <laughs> I'm smoking the Champagne. It's not similar at all, but also excellent. Right, right. <laughs> and, and you are smoking a, a Corona. A Corona. So I'm just letting my mouth go back to the proper shape. There we go. Um, you know, uh, we look at our numbers every single month, um, and the, the month has changed. We're in February now, and the numbers came in. It's amazing that um, trees really do grow to the sky, that the Cigar Authority continues to grow. Dramatic. <laughs> Over last year, this yes. time, it's huge. Yeah. My God. And thank you all for listening. Uh, part of what the, the reason is, is they're letting other people know about us, you know, mm-hmm. how are people finding out? It's it's likes and shares. Mm-hmm. Um, we're certainly not getting any help from Facebook. Facebook doesn't like us. Yeah, they've throttled things down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're purposely making it so people can't see. The- well, their numbers are also down across the platform, so they're obviously not doing things right in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they took a big hit in the stock this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because they're mean to us. They're right. So stop being mean to us, <laughs> and uh, thank you to our Jump listeners. Jump over to MeWe. The water's great. I love the MeWe's. Yeah, Me- MeWe's good, but you can't watch the show on MeWe yet. That's okay. You right? go, to, yeah. go to the YouTubes. No. Go to YouTube. Go to Odyssey. They, they own YouTube, though, right? No. Google no. owns YouTube. Google owns YouTube. Who holds us back, too. We're in the tobacco business, so it's it's tough. Uh, all we can do is ask uh, our listeners to um, share because um, they're not going to give it to us for sure. Um, as I said to you before, the day is going to come that maybe YouTube and Facebook are going to say we're not even allowed to be there. Yeah. The light switch will happen. So Odyssey, <laughs> which is like a YouTube says you're welcome to be here, so we're there. Yep. And Miwi says you're welcome to be gotta here. Got to get so back and check if they let people stream yet. That wasn't a feature on Odyssey. To stream live. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're such a monster. YouTube is such a monster. Um, so it's there. But I, I say to all our um, uh, podcasters and, and video casters that are out there in the 
uh, cigar space that um, they're pushing us away. Uh, get ready, gear up, and uh, find it, find the other platforms. Get going to them because the day they they hit the switch. Is, It'll be too late. Gonna, yeah, it's either going to be day one for you, or you're you're already there, and and people will know to look for you. The day comes, you you're hearing it now. Even if you're on Facebook right now, you're hearing it. Mm-hmm. Someday you're going to be whatever happened to those guys. Well, we didn't stop. <laughs> they no. stopped us, and, and and you thought we we don't exist anymore. If we turn up missing, <laughs> tune into the podcast, the audio, and we'll let you know where we end up. Right, because the podcast, we own the podcast. They, they, yeah, they're not. They don't censor things over in the podcast world. Well, you say that, but then the Spotify with Joe Sp- Rogan. Spotify's not. But Spotify, no. Spotify stuck by Rogan and said. Because he's keep- so big. But if it was the Cigar Authority, they wouldn't have stuck by. They would have took Neil but, Young, right? <clears throat> Uh, well, I don't think we're on Neil Young's radar, but, but, yeah, but if after he lost it, and the thing about it is, and Rogan kind of did a little short on YouTube on this, the 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 thing about misinformation and quotes. If you look back eight months ago, a lot of the stuff that was being said eight months ago that these um, material masks that people make at their house, uh, if you had said eight months ago, they don't do shit. Right now, it's a known fact they don't do shit. Right. And people were saying it then. I'm taking my band off finally, and I'm below the band now and still going. I'm going to make it all the way through. I'm proud of you. Somebody had to do it. Someone had to. Somebody had to do it. Okay, somebody had to write emails this week. How are they coming in? They're coming in good? Or- They're coming in great. All uh, right. They're coming in hot. And uh, one person who gets an honorable mention, he probably gets the best prize of all, uh, is Tom Criswell Jr. He's not going to be in the contest because his email is going to become an entire show. Ooh. Okay. I forwarded that over to you. Uh, he's the one that did so the graphs. And all the- oh no, we're gonna we're gonna not do an entire show, but we're gonna do that next week as part of next week's show. Uh, I found it very very interesting, and uh, we'll we'll torture Barry next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let let him know what he's not winning this. All week. right, Tom. What you're not gonna win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is uh, this week's email contest because you're going to be part of the show for real. Uh, and this week's prize is brought to you by Monte Cristo Cigars. And the prize is a toque, which is just a, a fancy name for a hat. It's not just a hat, though. It's fur-lined it's inside. and It's really warm. It's awesome. I've never worn a hat in my life, and I should have because you can deal with the cold a lot yes. better when your ears are covered. Perfect See, timing. I, I have to wear my Elmer Fudd hat because I, I didn't get one of yeah, these. Yeah. You get a uh, coffee mug, which you can't run through the dishwasher. I wish I had read that sticker before I put it to the dishwasher. <laughs> uh, you get a little, uh, like a rum type Rum chata. And uh, some hot chocolate. Hot chocolate was delicious. I not not just had one. I had two because Jonathan. I don't was it better shit. than Swiss Miss Instant Cocoa? It was like the cigar was. It was really? Gadalia, Gadava, Gadalia. Giardelli. Giardelli, yeah. Delicious. Close. It was actually a high-end did you, did you put the rum chowder in your hot cocoa? No, I didn't know I was supposed to. Oh, I'm yeah, not that's, done. That's, <laughs> you also get a candle and a letter opener. Now the two of you can go back to there was a recipe, about food. There was a recipe card in the box that showed oh. you how to make the hot chocolate with the rum chowder. Basically, it's the hot chocolate now and you, the rum chowder. you got to find more hot chocolate. All right. The I two of have... you are so friggin' ridiculous. The second something <laughs> that can be put in your mouth, the show goes off the rails. Well, let's talk about the letter opener, which happens to be spectacular. Fucking badass. Badass. It's on, it's on my desk. I used, I used it this morning. 
I wouldn't know. They got the best swag going. They got My the wife best took it to her going. job. Really? She's using the white leather opener at her job. Okay. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and this is an episode idea, The Cigar Draft. Hey, fellas, since you guys talk about running out of episode ideas, I thought I'd make a suggestion. Sports teams commonly have drafts each year, or also fantasy sports drafts to create a team. I was thinking about how you guys could create a cigar draft. You would each take turns picking a cigar to make a lineup or rotation, and here's an example for some ideas. A 10-round draft where you pick three shades, three sun-growns, three Maduros, and another random cigar. You could also possibly do price point as a criteria. Hang Hang on now. Doesn't it have to be? It would have to be 12, right? Couldn't be 10, Barry. No, because there's four of us. Okay. As this you, you can hear the gears yeah. turning. Is this brackets? No, it actually it doesn't have to be 12. It could be 10. It's just our 10 cigars that we would draft for All our of your menorah. questions will be answered by the email you're interrupting right now. All right, go ahead. <laughs> One budget cigar, less than $8. Uh, one eight to fifteen dollar cigar and one sixteen plus dollar cigar as an example for Connecticut Shade. Once you draft that cigar, no one else can take it. And this brings some strategy, such as do I pander to the audience when it comes to voting? Do I draft Atabay first? Or do I draft Charter Oak first because it's harder to find a good budget Connecticut cigar versus high end Connecticut? After you finish the draft, throw it up as a Victor Sinclair poll question of the week. Then you can have the winner's drafts be sold as a sampler. Just an idea. Love the show and keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to go one better than using it as a VS thing. Why don't the four of us pick a fantasy draft cigar lineup, put the four cigars on the cigar on twoguyscigars.com, and at the end of two weeks, who's ever sold the, so mo, most. the most is the winner of the draft. So Well, it wouldn't be four cigars. We'd each have to pick 10 cigars, so it's 40 cigars total. Yep. It's a lot of money. Yeah, put the packs at like one forty nine ninety nine. Hopefully, it works. The math works out. So you got to teach me about drafts. Not today. Yes. After the show. Yeah, please not today. We can't stand another fifty <laughs> under- seconds of you, dead air. Do you understand the draft? Yes. See, I don't. You understand drafting, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I got to learn. It's not about rocket it. science. Yeah. If I, I just don't understand if I pick it. the cigar that I'm smoking, you can't pick it. Yeah, here's the thing. We're going to put 40 cigars on the table. We're each going to pick one from the pile. There's 36 cigars left, and you have to meet certain uh, criteria to complete the draft. See, Nick McTurner says set a salary cap <laughs> on the draft. <laughs> yes, your total of 10 cigars can't come out to more than X dollars. Right, then you can't pick just all. Put it together. Ends. It's a, put right. it together for me. I will put it together with in, prices in ri- and everything. In, in writing. Yep. And that it's not going to be enough. Then I'm going to have to sit with you, and you're going to have yep. to explain this to me. I honestly don't know how how no, the draft. No, you never works. did yeah. fantasy football. Never. So coming on a future episode will be the Cigar Authority draft. draft. Let, let's do it because so actually, it's not the first time this has come up. I just never understood it. Chris gets kind of two points on this one because he gets to be a show idea and he gets to be in the contest, unlike poor Tom. Okay. <laughs> Tom, yeah, was, but, Tom was drafted, if you will, right to the big leagues. Yeah, but Tom's won already in the past and he, you know, he can't win twice within 90 days, so he was automatically Did you just make that, yes. that up? <laughs> Keep writing the emails in, guys. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com and uh, Alex writes with respect to big timing and nickel and diming. Afternoon, fellas. 
I would normally take the first few lines to pop jokes on the cast and complain about Jay. But after last week's belittling in person, I simply do not have the time. Just kidding, Mr. Jay. I have plenty of time. But unfortunately, that's another email. I know you guys semi-recently talked about cigar influencers, but it dawned on me that yes, they may be popular, but are they really influencing people to buy cigars? What about influencers that smoke cigars instead? I recently found myself watching a video game streamer that mentioned he smoked X brand of cigars regularly. I thought for a moment, wow, I think that might actually be catching the eye of a non-cigar smoker more rather than the people that are called cigar influencers. And it isn't that we and isn't that what we ultimately want. People that do relatable things probably have more of a chance to bring newbies on, not the old Oh, look at my tits smoking X cigar. Interesting. Wow. That makes me just want to watch porn. Also true. So I guess what I'm asking is since I've seen a few at this point, how can the cigar industry approach influencers or whatever you may call them to help gain cigar smokers? That's all. Gary? First of all, I don't think you can go at a gamer because, you know, you're watching him on Twitch or wherever you're watching him. How many underage people have an interest because of gaming? So that guy is a terrible example of an influencer that we wouldn't want to touch with a 10-foot right. pole. Now, and Joe, Ro- Joe Rogan is a cigar influencer. Yeah. He's always smoking cigars. Yeah, I'd be interested if how much it influ- influ- put an influx in Nick Melillo sales. Because Joe Rogan was smoking yeah. Foundation. Right. Don't forget, like, cigar smokers are going to look for cigar smoking pages. How many people watching Joe Rogan did the cigar just go over their head? Like, yeah, I have no interest. I don't think I have an interest in some hot chick smoking cigars and telling me about the cigar and showing off her cleavage. It doesn't compel me to buy that cigar. I've heard... heard if somebody, you say something's too strong, now I'm interested. <laughs> I heard somebody tell I, I had this uh, discussion with somebody before about it, and they felt very strongly that they do have influence, that there's thousands of people watching this pretty girl with a cigar, and then they do. Um, next time I'm there, I'm going to end up trying it. I, interested, I, you know. I can think of a small handful of women that I can tell you what this cigar is. That they're smoking. There's a lot of them that do it just for the sexualization of smoking. There was there was quite a few of those influences at the TPE, by mm, the way. Yeah, mm. and at, yeah, and at uh, PCA last yeah. year. I mean, Cigar Vixen did it the right way. It wasn't about TNA. She actually spent time explaining the cigar. Yeah, but then there were some people who put the cigar in their cleavage. I have no desire I, to try I that, do that cigar. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice picture to look at, but it's not going to make me run out and buy one. You mean when Ed Sullivan does it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Two interesting ones right there. And Scott. Two, two shows. Go ahead, Scott. Scott writes with respect to things I want to see. Love the show, avid listener, and cigar passionado. These things will make me happy in 2022. First, Barry gets the effing tattoo already. Mm. Two, Mr. J retrohales without whining. Three, Steve Saka stops being cocky and talking himself up for five minutes. That'll never and happen. finally, 
Big Dave smokes a strong cigar and passes out live. <laughs> Make it happen. You don't pass out. You just I've, puke. I've thrown up. Yeah, that would be fine. We should get a tattoo artist here for the uh, April 1st to April 3rd. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'll supply the mushroom stamp if you get a tattoo 20, on your body. $25, get a guy to give a set price for a small Bruno the Bell, and let whoever wants one get one. There's a, there's a guy <laughs> in the Seabrook store that comes in all the time. Yeah, he won't do it. He won't do it. He won't come to the studio to do it. Will he do it? At his place, I'm sure. At, no, at Seabrook store. Uh, and well, just do it for the people that go to the thing. I'll, I'll ask him, since we're going to be at the Seabrook store. That morning. I'll ask him if one of him or his artists would like to do it. You'd really do it? Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Barry will do absolutely anything for the show. Free. Anything for the show. Here's something interesting. Casey Carter says the biggest winner of Joe Rogan smoking cigars is JRE cigars because Rogan always says it's a JRE thing. Joe Rogan experience is oh, what he means. Oh, look at that. <laughs> That's fair. Look at that. All right, we got to pick a winner. They're all good. First, we got Scott, things for- that he wants to see. We have Chris, who uh, looks like he's going to make it on the show with his draft. And we have Alex. Uh, who was accusing me of being a big timer? Yeah, I'm going to go with the the cigar giraffe guy. Okay, I'll pick him. Yeah, I'm sure. They're all good. They're all. It was a good week. Yeah, was it, solid. I got I got a lot out of out of all of it, and I am. Uh, uh, Christopher, who uh, did the draft, is it's going to happen. So he, he should he should win a prize. Yeah, because we're going to do that. We're going to do the draft. When is the draft? Should we do it coincidentally at the same time the real draft is going on? Well, well there's which real there's draft? a lot of sports that have drafts. Draft? The military draft. <laughs> yeah, the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Uh, Isn't the basketball draft happening before that? That is Thursday, April 28th to Saturday, April 30th. Gives us some time. Late April. Yeah. Late April. I got got an opening here on April 16th. Draft day. Really? (laughs) Yep. April 16th. Wow, isn't it uncanny how that worked out? I'm looking at it right here. It's it's good. All right. And that's what I like to see when someone writes in with an idea that it can be used in a timely fashion. Yeah, let's do it. Well thought out. Let's do it. And uh, while we're at it, let's do a classic day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History yeah. brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars. 
the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Is it me or do you think of Captain Matt Walker from Montana every time that commercial plays? He was the guys from Montana that were here for our anniversary party. And he opened a store. Yes. He opened a cigar store. But that's the commercial that got Steve Sacco all hot and bothered or something, right? It excited him, I think. I think so. He liked it? He said it made him feel uncomfortable somehow. Yeah. I think kind of broke back mountain. (laughs) Oh, all right. So it did make him uncomfortable to lay out his uh, financials for the last no, decade. That, that was fine. It was but the that. commercial did it. It was a uh, smash his head on the uh, camera. That was, that didn't <laughs> oh, boy. That was a solid I laugh head. every time I see it because it plays on a loop downstairs. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right. Who's our champion? Jonathan. It's Jonathan is the champion. I, have... I don't think I am. There's no way. Oh, well, I came in goose egg last week. Didn't I think I it's get, parents. Oh, yeah, didn't I no, get like was, the two points and yeah. then I went to the tiebreaker and who won on the tiebreaker? I think you I did. didn't win. I All think right. it was Barry. All right, so Barry's our champion. I have five questions and no tiebreakers. Oh, my God. So isn't that risky? <laughs> it's risky, All but right. I'm willing to take it. You could just draw a line and do four questions <laughs> you, you and one tiebreaker. It is what it is. I have it down here. That's you make the rules. <laughs> yes, I do. I do it in advance. Okay, today is February 5th, and the first winter Olympic What qualifies <laughs> as a tiebreaker, by the way? Like, how do you, you look at the question, you go, oh, that's the tiebreaker. Yes. It speaks to you. There's a lot goes into this. Mm-hmm. A lot goes into this. It's not as easy <laughs> as it looks. The first Winter Olympic Games closes at France today. The first Winter Olympic Games closes in France today. What year was that? 1924. 24, he says. 1892. 1892. Uh, 14, four, I'm sorry, 1944. 1944. Somebody, believe it or not, has two points. Barry Stein. Well, Barry gets all the sports. He cheated because he uh, had a different number written 19, down. 19, Barry. How, how is that even possible? Two points for Barry. Ed has zero. Mr. Jonathan has... Zero. <laughs> you took your second to add those up. Yes, it is. Ed Sullivan, over to you. Born today is Hank Aaron, American Baseball Hall of Fame, a right fielder, major league record of 755 home runs, 25 MLBs, American All-Star, uh, Milwaukee Braves and Milwaukee Brewers. He was born in Mobile, Alabama. Nin- he died last year. Did he? Yep. In 1944. 44. 1890. 1890. 1930. 1934, Barry Stein gets another point. Barry's winning. He's on a roll. Charlie Sheen. He got two sports ones, but I got three more questions left, and we're out of sports questions. That one kind of felt a little tiebreaker-y to me. Yeah? (laughs) See? That's that's why you don't do this. I think you got it wrong. That's what you did. Reader's Digest first published DeWitt. Wallace and his wife, Lilla Wallace, published the first Reader's Digest magazine designed for abridged articles on a wide variety of reading. They published direct marketing magazine themselves. Big success, over 10 million copies in the United States, still to believe the best-selling consumer magazine in the country. First time it was ever put out was today. What year was that? 1850. 1850. 1814. 1814. 1874. 1874 without going over. We'll get the point, but Ed Sullivan 
it was exactly 100 years ago today. Was it? It was. So who got the point? Ed Sullivan. 19, Jonathan's such a loser. 1922. <laughs> and here it is, 2022, so 100 sh- years ago today. You shot your load early by winning the Ash Contest. I Whatever. Just didn't want to be shot out because I'd feel like a loser. Yeah, I don't blame you. Back to you, Barry Stein. Mm. Um, two questions left. It is three to one to zero. Remember, somebody can get two points exact. You know how it works. The first don't walk sign is installed in New York City. The installation of the sign was inspired by the growing number of deaths resulting from pedestrian accidents. The use of these pedestrian traffic signals are still used today in order to make streets safer. Don't walk starts today. What year? 1921. 1921. 1927. 27. 1900. 1900. 27 will take it. It's 1952. Wow. Oh. 1952. It took them a while. It took them a while. A lot of deaths before they got around to it. So we have one question left. Barry Stein is three. Ed Sullivan is two. And Mr. Jonathan is... Goose egg. Zero. It is over to Ed Sullivan. Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? You ready to take this? One one point to tie, and then we're messed up. So get two. All right. I think you got this one, though. Because it's music. Oh, boy. Thanks. Happy birthday to Bobby Brown. Oh, R&B I, singer. I don't know that crap. No, I know you don't know that crap. R&B singer who founded New Edition, the group known songs, uh, Cool It Now, Mr. Telephone Man. As a solo artist, he released hit songs, My Prerogative. He married Whitney Houston, but he was born today. What year? Uh, 1972. 72. 1967. 67? 66. 66. Mr. Jonathan will take the point. We don't have a shutout. It was 1969. Mr. <laughs> Jonathan gets a point. 69. There it is. Giggity. Barry Stein. I did Barry Stein's backing it off by two. If I had just gone with my first instinct, mm-hmm. I would have had two on that. The Barry Stein backing it off by two. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. Let me see. Now, I got to say. I'm smoking the bourbon barrel-aged Maduro in the Robusto size. Stayed lit. Stayed lit through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I smoked it the whole show, and it stayed lit. It's a winner. And it's $7.69. <laughs> Very happy for you. <laughs> See, and I did the, the minus two thing on the Olympic question. You said I had something else down, but I had to deduct eight. You minus eight. Ten eight. from what you had written down. Eight, because the Olympic is every four, four years. years. I get it. He really did the math because he figured exactly what it was, and you guys just threw a number out, but it's every four years. So. Well, Dave, in case you don't know, I don't really give a I shit about it. <laughs> Go ahead. You want to say something about your bourbon barrel age? Go ahead. Say it. This is more on the coffee side than chocolate. Chocolate is present, but it's more coffee, whereas the Immenso was definitely more chocolate, more chocolate forward. forward. With coffee in the back. And, and this has more chocolate <laughs> in it. Than coffee, but it's almost like these two cigars gave birth to an eating disorder smoke with the fat Perdomo and Menso. Uh, we don't uh, we don't allow fat shaming of any kind. No, I'm fat. I'm allowed to do that. it. Mm-hmm. He is. Why did you get chocolate in my peanut butter? Why <laughs> did you get peanut butter in my chocolate? They, they did a whole thing on that. They did walking in traffic or something. We were talking Probably about earlier over. today. Hamburger, a cheeseburger actually, with peanut butter and jelly. Cheeseburger with peanut butter and jelly. No. And that it was sensational. I never had it. I will Who report back next week. 
He'll report back next I'll week and let you know. Week. All right. Do you I, use a hamburger bun for that? Or? Yes. Yeah. I think you have to use a donut. No. <laughs> no. I think you have to. It's a hamburger bun. <laughs> a cream Get a jelly donut. donut. Get a jelly donut. Did you have the peanut butter and jelly hot wings that time? Yes. We had an event up here. Yeah. yeah. Peanut butter and jelly hot wings, they were sensational. They were, they were very good. So now peanut butter and jelly cheeseburger is going to happen, and it's probably going to happen. It could happen tonight. Peanut wow. butter and cheese is a great combination. So I have to imagine that you add a burger to that, and you're okay. I, I, I'm not. I'm not big on Pe- jelly. Peanut butter and bacon. It's too is close good, to ketchup. It's nothing. Ketchup, ketchup is basically it's, tomato jelly. No, I'm out. I'm out. Would you put peanut butter on it? Neither. I'd be tempted to put the peanut butter. What about orange marmalade? A marmalade. It's. Still ketchup. No, it's orange. <laughs> yeah, it's orange ketchup. It's gelatinous. It's not liquid. So is ketchup. Ketchup is a tomato, which is a fruit. Yeah. Ketchup is tomato jelly. Yeah, you He's got, got a, you guys have serious issues. <laughs> He's got a good argument there. Would you like some tomato jelly? He doesn't eat ketchup. I don't eat ketchup. There's a lot of people that don't. I was surprised to, mm-hmm. to find that out because... You brought up on French fries and stuff like that. Even as a little kid, you didn't catch up. Yeah. <laughs> now, the real way is fries and gravy. Hmm. They get soggy. I don't like it. With the cheese curds. What's it called? Uh, poutine. Yeah. I don't want soggy. I never got it. I never got it fresh. You know, I got it like sent yeah, to me and it was soggy. No. But even fresh. No good. No good. Not into it. All right. We solved a lot of food problems. We did. <laughs> He's, Mr. Jonathan's going to be eating a cheeseburger with peanut butter, peanut, maybe? Peanut butter. Maybe. I mean, some things really are meant to go together, right? Yeah. Chunky or smooth? Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. I wish that every time you push that button, that electricity went into your finger. <laughs> Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? It's so freaking good. Peanut butter on a pop tart. Oh. On a strawberry pop tart. That has to be smooth, though. That would be almost like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. Putting peanut butter on a pop tart. What if you took two pop tarts and just smeared Oh, that's the crazy pizza. talk. Oh, but it's But then you could put a burger in between oh. it and you'd a have yourself sandwich. a party. A Pop-Tart sandwich. So you take the two flat sides as the inside, <laughs> and you put peanut butter on one, jelly on the other. You got yourself a Pop-Tart peanut butter. And- but you already got oh, the strawberry th- in the this Pop-Tart. This is a good idea. Yes. This, is, this brilliant. is a good idea. This show is off the rails. What about a, <clears throat> what about a grilled cheese Pop-Tart sandwich? Because you know how you're you can just wa- inventing ways to get you fatter can, now. Because you can warm up the hot. There's two ways to eat a pop tart. You eat them right out of the uh, aluminum foil, or you throw them in the toaster. If you're gonna throw them in the toaster, do uh, top brown only. Put the cheese on top of it. Boom. This is gonna come full circle because this is a burger thing coming up. <laughs> there's a promotion coming up that I can't talk about yet, but this could go come full circle. We got something going on, and we'll report back. I got to check with uh, the pe- powers that be if I'm allowed to discuss this yet. But there's something going on. Oh boy, something going on. That What's going on next week? The top ten cigar companies of the world. So top twenty, but top twenty. 
You have 20. I do have 20. Whoa. And it doesn't say top 10 on your copy. But I remember that's what I wanted to try to pull off, but I went, I got it all. If you think this is bad, wait till you hear the after show and figure out what letter he adds to a word that doesn't (laughs) make it a word anymore, but he still says it. That'll be Wednesday. But next Saturday, the top 10 cigar companies in the world. (laughs) Who are they? It's top 20. It's the top 20 cigar companies in the world. Top 20. All right. Yeah, Jonathan. It's next week? That's next week. Words aren't Dave's strong suit. No, they're not. And it's funny because he's a host of a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're just crazy. Next week, the top 20 cigar companies in the cigar world. Who are they? And who is about to knock them off the mountain? Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There is no way you learned anything There's a lot. All the ash stuff and all that. But it still makes you The Cigar Authority. Join along with us. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.